everybody, welcome to Guys Beer Sports. My goodness, we are sans Brad today. Brad is a special human being. He's decided to help a friend move between states, state lines. That is some serious, serious friend brownie points. I don't know. What do you think there, Reed? So we are, we are, we are joined by Reed right now. This is a terrible segue, but we're joined by Reed. You should come to expect this from me. I never do the intro. I'm the guy who usually says hi, but uh, Reed, how, how's it going? How's it going? Do you, want me, do you want me to do the intro? Oh, we're already in now, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can just do it. Hey, it's, uh, it's Reed Homer and uh, I've joined by this bumbling idiot over here. Um, I know you came for Brad. He's not going to make it. <laughs> not going to make it. He heard the topics for the day. And, uh, you know, it was, he was thinking about jumping down a set of stairs. Um, but, you know, fortunately, he was able to get a good deed in, and that gave him a good excuse to not be here and talk hockey. So I know. Every time I see him talk hockey, his eyes glass over a little bit. It's... When, when the Kraken, when the Kraken uh, gets going, I think Brad's going to be Mr. Fucking Hockey. Listen, listen, it's not 100%. even fair. It's not even fair because they're going to be able to pick and pilfer what they want. And have this automatic playoff team right off the bat. Yeah, but you know, but, uh, you know it, that that aside, though, like Brad is such a a loyal Seattle dude. Like he's gonna he's gonna buy in like oh, immediately, yeah. and he's gonna bite hard on it. And he's you know it, I, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want that. I'm sure he doesn't want that. Like he doesn't need more shit to be thinking about. But <laughs> that's exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna have like nine sweaters. Um, you know, he's gonna be referring to it as the dressing room and the barn and everything like that. He's gonna pick up some French, probably. You know, <laughs> just to learn, just to learn a couple things here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I'm just thinking to myself, um, you know, once he's in there in the climate pledge arena, because I, I thought, what a terrible name for an arena. What a terrible name. Corporate, you know, corporate, they're gonna be oh. corporate sponsorship has just ruined sports like to such a high degree. It's 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 some of them are disgusting. Like. You know the the uh, the Bruins used to play in the old Bush Garden. Then it was the Fleet Center, and those were fine. Like something about those names was just like it's fine, right? right. But then TD Bank North Garden, yeah, like it's atrocious. Well, Why are we going to that uh, TD Bank North Garden? We just say the Garden up here, but well, like because uh, everything's been the Garden over there. That's that's the yeah, thing. You've the had garden. yeah. There's no fucking trees over there. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was just funny when because it, it's been it's been TD Bank North for a long time now, and uh, we're talking about uh, a Canadian bank that moved down there and ended up buying the rights on the Boston uh, Bruins and uh, Celtics where they play as well. So I mean, you know, that's kind of cool. But uh, I'm pretty sure that nobody knows what TD stands for there, right? It's just like it's just a bank, it's just some bank over there. Total disaster. Ah, <laughs> Toronto Dominion, buddy. Toronto Dominion. Oh, thank God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you hear like Brad? You know what Brad call cats? No. Serial killers. That's accurate. 
<laughs> he goes, I'm here. As, you, as your cat killed more than three things. Yeah. It has, it's a serial killer. 100%. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we let a cat, a serial killer into our house, and it's, it's like one of the most dangerous creatures. The only thing is, the only advantage is they're small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Yeah, no, Brad is helping somebody move interstate here, but I got probably the best person to be talking about the subject we're going to be talking about today. And also just about the whole entire subject all across these sports here. Because coming up next week, we have the NFL draft. NHL draft will be happening after the playoffs and everything coming up. So with that happening, right now we're looking at the Canadian Hockey League, two major organizations that uh, really are feeders to um, the NHL, which is the WHL and the OHL, pretty much not having a season yet again. The uh, the QMJHL, the Quebec Major Juniors, are having a season. This is going Talk to about be- bad names. Uh, the QMJHL is it's a terrible acronym. You know what I mean? It's like just call it the Quebec League. QHL. I, I don't know why they've they've went that way. The Quebec Major Juniors has been that forever, right? But I it's mean, the most Quebec thing you could do. They're they're fucking jerks. Like it's <laughs> absurd. You know, we have a lot of we have a lot of listeners that are Quebecers, eh? From Montreal and I love the people, but uh, you know, the decision making over there is out to lunch, so <laughs> I'm I'm talking about the brass, the upper management. Yeah. But I'm I'm impressed that they're at least going that way. Now here's the thing, so scouts now are going to have to have a look at um, basically a very small sample size because you got the Frozen Four that happened there in, in college, right in the NCAA. Oh, oh yeah. They so you had your NCAA ice hockey championships there. The the queue is going to be going. But let's face it, the whole entire Canadian Hockey League last year was shut down. So this is another year of not looking at any talent whatsoever. So now you've got to be assessing whatever that you saw the year before. And let's face it, a lot of talent comes out of the OHL. Oh, yeah, look at, look, at, look at that one draft class. We were talking about this draft class. Uh, last one was on uh, Tyler Sagan and Taylor Hall. You know, you got the Spitfires and um, uh, where did uh, Sagan London, come from? The London... Um, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. What kind of Canadian are you? Unbelievable. Ah. Oh my god. London Knights. London Knights. London Knights, yeah. Yeah, yeah London Knights. <laughs> this guy I'm trying to pour I don't my know beer. If guy upstairs will have me. I'm trying to pour my beer here. What are you doing to me? Mm. Yeah, I like to I like to get that little bit of beer off the tip of the uh, can. You know what I mean? Because it's just like it's just it's such good. Ooh, flavor. hey, hey, now, all right. Such good flavor. Such good flavor. Look at all the yeah. head on this. Right off, right off the, right off the tip. But this is just getting very sexual. <laughs> just just yep. because of like what's happening with COVID. Portland Winterhawks. Oh my gosh! Look at you. <laughs> well, yeah. that that well, I think we're answering the question here. Why that league's not happening? You know what I mean? Like. You know, Canada is very xenophobic. Um, you guys hate Americans. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it makes sense. I get it. That's, That's why we have you here, Because, <laughs> like, my question to you is, you know, when you have a look at this right now, I mean, this is a reason why we OHL, WHL, 
hockey, the in the NHL and the Canadian division, we're having probably one of the worst things to ever happen as far as just teams having to shut down for that amount of time and just start picking back up again. Um, does it make you sit there and wonder to yourself, okay, because like to me, I mean, I, you know, we're looking at how the U.S. handled the pandemic and we're looking at how Canada handled the pandemic. You can't say the U.S. We're, we're heavily divided on how we handled the, uh, the pandemic. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, right now is that the U.S. pretty much, from what I can see, and trust yeah. me, it's just very limited, but what I can see, it's like you guys are open for business right now. Like you guys are having, yeah, like you have people going into sporting events. You have things that are open. We're here. We're we're about to do another major shutdown all the way through. And it's just like, okay, it, it, it just begs, begs the question, like this disease is so communic- communicable. It's so easily uh, to catch. It's, it's, it's easy, right? What was the right way? Cause right now we're, we're now f- suffering this backlash of what's happening. You guys are getting the, the vaccines out at like a, a, a crazy rate. Yeah. And, 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 and did you hear that story in the NHL that they were saying um, the teams that are in the U S that the NHL was saying that nobody will get the shots until every team can get it. Cause up here in Canada, we don't have that warp speed that's going on. And it's like, is it fair to these American teams who can get these shots go out? Because right now they're under that same draconian law that they can't go out to suppers. They can't do anything right. They're stuck in, in their hotel, you know, and they can't go anywhere. They have, they could just order in everything like that in order to stop contact tracing. Like, see, so, you know, the, 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 the least amount of places that you go, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, you're not susceptible to catch COVID. So they're under some draconian laws. And meanwhile, though, their mental health, because let's face it, these are young people that are playing over there as well. Their mental health is suffering. And they're being told in the U.S. you got to wait because they're trying to sell it as it's a competitive edge for you guys to get the shots before the Canadian division does. You guys will have a competitive edge. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that people in Canada, like the Canadian division, will probably say, go ahead, let them get the shots so they can at least continue with their lives. We'll get ours eventually. So, I mean, it, it's just it's just amazing how much COVID has influenced our our whole entire society in sports right now. Uh, you said a lot there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the kids are fine, you know, with the Internet and stuff like that. I can imagine back in, like, 1992 or something like that having a bad time being locked in the fucking house because no Internet, um, you know, no porn. All that good yeah. stuff. Eh? What am I, five for five now? Last five episodes bringing up on Arctic. Um, you know, you, you got Grubhub. All, every every restaurant in town here does uh, delivery and takeout now, which is fantastic. Right. They've all pivoted, um, you know, to sustain. Uh, they deliver beer to our houses. So, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, it's tough, right? I'm in Massachusetts. And uh, we, we put down some serious regulations and uh, restrictions and stuff like that. And uh, now we're opening back up. You know, we put in the legwork. We did what we had to do. And um, now the vaccine's being doled out like crazy. Uh, we yeah. have one of the big uh, vaccination centers right around the corner from my house at Lowell General Hospital. Right. And, um, you know, which is, which is a, a big volunteer effort. You know, people are volunteering there just getting this done. So it just shows a lot of buy-in 
and everyone down here is like really trying to do what they can to to get over this thing because yeah. we want to get back to fucking you know barbecues and and uh you know casual encounters that lead to sex with strangers you know that's what we're up to down here i know wholesome wholesome canada doesn't know anything about that so uh <laughs> I, you know it, you ask you ask most people down here uh, you know i haven't gotten my vaccine yet and i'm not looking forward to it because i know so many people have gotten sick so isn't an advantage uh, i don't know I, I know people that are like dealing with this you know the the fallout of that vaccination for like two weeks Good. yeah you know, and- i got the first shot finally this week uh, my arm is still in pain. It's uh, you know, but uh, overall, I feel pretty good. The thing is, I'm amazed though, like, the needle was even. I'm amazed the needle was even able to get through your skin. <laughs> no, sorry, we call it a hide. Your hide. My hide. hide. There we go. There yeah. we go. Like a rhino. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Bovine creatures have hides, not skin. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you imagine somebody wearing me? That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I'm, I'm waiting for you to go already. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna have myself a Valencourt uh, trench coat. I'm gonna make a duster out of you. So Robin, Robin, <laughs> Robin Leonard is the, is the one that ended up coming out because he's been he's been suffering with mental health issues, right? And he was stating yeah, sure. about how it, it's it's not right that the uh, the teams in the U.S. can't because right now warp speed is going down in the U.S. that they can't get the shot. Because the NHL is deemed that it's a competitive advantage, so I'm just like, I I don't know if I agree with all this, and I'm just wondering. So here here here's the thing that I could say at least in America, with HIPAA laws down here, how would your employer even know if you got the shot? Right, so know. you could go get the vaccine, and you don't have to tell a damn person about it. So, you know, that whole thing is ridiculous. You know, uh, Nicole just went and got it. She didn't have to inform her employer about it. You know what I mean? And legally, I don't think the employer can even fucking ask because of HIPAA laws. You know, so it's like, that'd be like them asking me if I have breast cancer. You know, yeah. like. But the business. employers, the employers will actually give you time off for it, though, as well. eh? Like if you wanted it. Yeah. If you made them aware. But, yeah, you know, if I had if I had breast cancer, I chose not to tell them. Yeah. How would they know? So you we have it available down here. It, there's nothing stopping any of these kids from getting the uh, getting the shot. What are they going to do? Yeah, but the like, thing how do they enforce a rule like that? With the NHL, though, it's 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 because you are you are confined to where you are, right? Like the NHL is is kind of like sure that's part of, that's part of your job. I I was confined to a fucking ship with yeah. you because I chose a certain employment that <laughs> that was a possibility, right? That's, that's exactly it. So, and, you and that's know, the thing. yeah, that's the thing. You're going to be confined. Yeah, it's plain and simple. And this happened, you know, when we, when we won the cup in 2011, one of the things we did was when uh, what Claude, Claude Julian did was when we were playing home games, he made everyone stay in the hotel and not contact their family because everyone was playing better on the road. And he was trying to better uh, simulate that, that, that road, you know, hungriness, that, that road, you know, like that, that primal feral thing that you get going on when you're on the road. Yeah, that could happen. He had every he had every right to do that with the contract. Right, so the shit like this can happen anyways. If you got a bunch of guys that are going out and getting hammered and fucking up, what is, what does the coach do? What does management do? Yeah. They lock everybody in a hotel. So this could have happened anyways. You know, yeah. I, 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 I I don't think it's that big of a deal, uh, honestly. Um, these are these are kids that are making six hundred to you know millions a year. Uh, what's the minimum? Uh, what is it? Nine seventy five now actually in the NHL. Yeah, Maybe it's gone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it's gone up. I mean, it's 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 
interesting as far as that's concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I mean, you know, in, ter- in terms of, in terms of in terms of mental health, like I get it. Like it sucks. Like yeah. you want to go do something, you know, uh, you know, for those periods of time where I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta go to a bar. I'm not a big bar guy anymore. Like I just gotta go to a bar and do it. But I couldn't. So what did I do? Sat up back, had a beer. Right. These kids are gonna be fine. They're yeah. gonna be fine. They, they they get they get to do the they have the best job in the world they play a fucking game for a living you know what I mean like that's not lost to them they understand they have buddies that they played with at every period of their life that aren't doing what they're doing yeah you know so it's like they they understand how fortunate they are and that it comes with sacrifices you're gonna be on the road you're gonna be missing uh, birthdays and and Christmas and all this other shit you have some kids it's 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 a tough lifestyle yeah but the reward that comes out of it is immense and. You know, and I, I really do applaud the boys in the NHL there and the uh, and the guys and girls that make it happen because, you know, they're, they're doing the best with what they can um, with, with, with what they have. And, you know, it's been a good product. And, you know, I, I've been on this show very critical of this NHL season. Yeah. Right. And, I, you know, I'm big enough to say, it. Uh, you know, they've, they've put out a hell of a, a hell of a product this season. They really so have. They really they're have. They're doing something right. Is my point. That's exactly it. Like, I don't think I've seen like hockey's grown within this season and i think it's just because oh, yeah. you know like people are there and they're super interested in the storylines and you're igniting old rivalries again and having new rivalries yeah. come out so it's uh it's awesome yeah, um absolutely. i think you're right about brad once the kraken are in he's gonna hate the canucks and he's gonna hate them oh yeah he's gonna be he's he's, he's such a he's such a seattle dude you know, like he's 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 so proud of his sports, and he's got a lot of pride in where he comes from, stuff like that. That he's not going to be able to help himself. He's going to be the biggest NHL flag waver come uh, come next season. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be, I, I can't wait to see it because he's just going to be like, you know, because right now he's like, whenever we talk NHL, he's like, oh. <laughs> and now he's he's going to have a fucking raging heart on to talk about the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, greatest sport, I think, really. I mean, I love football. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, I grew up in Canada, though, so of course hockey is still my first love, you know. Um, but you know, I'm I'm just happy. I thought I was hockey. your first love. Oh, Reed, you're you're up there, buddy. <laughs> I got uh, so the draft as far as the OH, like with the NHL coming out there. I still think it's going to be interesting, and but I don't think it's any different yeah. than what the NFL is going through right now. Because I don't, yeah, think you know, I don't. I don't think I don't think it'll be that bad for the scouts, right? These these scouts, um, they have other other ways of, you know, it's different sport to sport. But you look at the NHL; they put a lot of a lot of credence on when, who they're going to draft, who's going to go first overall, on personality and um, accountability, ownership, like all these kind of soft skills that don't necessarily directly translate to more goals. But you know, you understand that you can have a, a long, you know, the NHL is very good uh, having a lot of guys in the first round you know, spend a long time in the career, right? right. Like have, have long, illustrious careers. We were right. talking about this in the NFL. It's, it's quite the opposite, right? Because um, I think they spend less time doing, they, you know, they use that Wasserman score or whatever the fuck it is um, to determine will this guy be a suitable, uh, you know, player in the, NA, in the NFL. Whereas the NHL, they spend time with these kids. They, they interview them for longer. They really want to get to know them. They want to get their personality. All of these guys are talented that are getting into the draft. Yeah. You got to find somebody that's going to be, uh, you know, have the soft, soft interpersonal skills, right. right? Does he have a good work ethic? Um, you know, does he take his parents' trash out every night for you know, like shit, like that? And uh, that's that's really the bulk of of their work. 
by the time these kids get to the, uh, the OHL and the, you know, and, uh, WHL, QMJ, HL, um, all these different leagues there, it's already kind of set in stone. You know, you already kind of know what you're dealing with, you know, that's with how young these players are starting to develop and, and, and bloom. Um, you already kind of have a good idea. Nobody walks into any of those leagues. And then, then everyone's like, out of nowhere, like, Oh shit, where did this guy come from? It very rarely happens. They already have a book on these kids by the time they get to that point. So one year, one year off, two years off, I don't think it's a big deal. And they'll be able to hold different things like private workouts, private uh, sessions on the ice, stuff like that to really get a feel for that stuff. You can, you can teach a kid to, you know, deep dangle or whatever, you know. Uh, but I think the NHL really puts a lot more focus, the scouts put a lot more focus on the interpersonal skills and, um, yeah, and like character I, makeup type stuff. Yeah, like I'm just trying to think about a, a pick that went horribly wrong. And uh, the, the last one I could think of was Neil Yakupov. That's like the last one I could really think of in the NHL. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you can miss. I, I don't think it went horribly wrong. I think it was a, I think it was a dud. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I think Neil Yakupov was a dud. Yeah, you know, I mean, in the NFL, it can go terrible. You know, like you can be remembered for, like Ryan Leaf. You know what I mean? You could re- you could be remembered for. Oh that. yeah, and it's it takes such a long time in order to get around that. Yeah, uh, a- Demarcus Russell too. Same deal. Wow. Yeah. So funny. Yakub Voracek there. He played the same time. Our our guest last week there, Anton Manson, played in the QMJHL. And he played against Yakub Voracek there. He was on the Halifax Moosehead. And he instigated. I'd hate to to have that assignment. Dude, he he instigated instigated a a bench brawl. (laughs) Kicks the (laughs) Moosehead. Oh, okay. I got to tell you this because this is hilarious, buddy. This is hilarious. So last week. Let's hear so last, last week, our guest name, his last name was Manson, Anton Manson. He has a brother, it's Tristan Manson, and a third brother, it's also a Manson. They're all fighters, right? So they all played in the queue. They all fight. So I'm like, hey, man, uh, you guys like the Hanson brothers, but just the Manson yeah. brothers, right? Now, here's the thing. So Brad goes, yeah, do you like being compared to the Hanson brothers? He goes, he goes, is it the first time? He goes, no, not the first time. It's, it happens a lot, right? Yep. And Brad's like, hmm. So I ended up talking to Brad after. I go, you don't even know who the Hanson brothers are. He goes, yeah, I do. I go, you do? And he goes, yeah, it's those guys that sang Mbop. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I was wondering why he wasn't so upset. I go, it's not the guys who sang Mbop. It's Slapshot, right? Uh, Brad, you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying three different independent breweries here in, in Nova Scotia. This one here, though, this Uncle Leo's. What was the first one you did? The first one was great. Nine Locks Porter. Uh, no complaints. I can't complain about it. Very good. This Uncle Leo smoked porter, it tastes like he just brewed this, and it tastes like cherry applewood as well with the porter. It's it's really good. Very nice. Yeah, I love a good smoked porter. Mm. Oh, very can't good, Uncle Leo. That. I like it. Uncle Leo's. <laughs> Sticky about Seinfeld now. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> you never call. She's on Uncle a very Lee. tight budget. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go cash those checks, Jerry? <laughs> you need the money. You call me. <laughs> oh, my one gosh. Of my favorite, one of my favorite Seinfeld characters of all time, Uncle Leo. Uncle Leo? He was great. He was great. Yeah, what he's are you he's drinking? one of my favorites. What are you drinking? I'm drinking, um, yeah. 
Ah. Cloud Candy from Mighty Squirrel Brewing here in Massachusetts. Nice. It is a uh, double dry hopped New England style IPA. So nice and hazy, juicy, all that good characteristic. It's got a surprisingly quick finish on it. So it's it's not it's not like uh, too overbearing or anything like that. I like it a lot. You know, it's just pretty beer. Very pretty beer, Man. especially when the sun's out. So we got a place here called Tatamagoosh. Tatamagoosh. <laughs> Tatamagoosh. So I'm going to be trying this beer later there. Tatamagoosh. The Hippy Dippy. All right, I like it. Hippy Dippy Pale Ale. Okay. So that'll be the last one there to go. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to Flyers right now. Hey, Flyers out in Oak Harbor, Washington, out in Route 20. Keep Miss going. Miss that fucking place. I know. Uh, I know. You know what? You can't. You can't fix. You can't fix anything about like the NHL. Hopefully, that when they get the crack in, he might just uh, not have any more Philadelphia Flyers stuff up there on the uh, stuff. I remember when he had the Eric Lindros jersey up there, and I'm like, "Come on, man! <laughs> They're not even not even a storied franchise. Two Stanley Cups, Bobby Clark. That's all you got." Yeah. Am I wrong? No front teeth. No Am front I wrong teeth. on that? Yeah. No front teeth. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you, it was it was the Broad Street Bullies or bust for Philly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, they they had great plays over the years. I, I you know I I think uh, I think the team that Philadelphia is. Uh, put it in the ice uh, the past decade or so is more uh, reminiscent of the Broad City Bullies than we've seen in decades. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, with uh, Claude Giroux out there, like I think he's got a little Bobby Clark in him. You know what I mean? He plays with an edge. Yeah. He's missing some teeth. You know, he uh, carries the team on his shoulders sometimes, you know. <laughs> Yek and Borchek. Uh, I like when they had Radko Gudis there. Yeah. Is he still there? That Our hockey teams on any one of our base teams or anywhere – I think that they could take on um, most uh, other countries' hockey teams. You know what I'm saying? It's like a national teams, 100%. yeah, like Japan or 100%. you know, like our 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 team could easily school your national team. You know, my and national team? No, not the United States. Not okay, you know, better, yeah, 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 yeah. Take, calm it, easy. The fuck take down. it easy. Take oh, it easy. Oh, 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 oh. Take it easy now. We got my we got my feathers all ruffled. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying Russia, I'm not saying the U.S., and I'm not saying Canada, but I'm talking about, you know, like Belarus, <laughs> Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. All yeah. Right. yeah. The NFL is still going on with the way that they do the draft, with the interviews, the, the you know, the, I mean, you got to do the combine. The combine's in any professional sport, right? The combine doesn't mean dick. I know. I, mean, it's, it just, it's, I know, it's, Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less about the combine, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I wish I did. I, I liked when that dude's dick popped up. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> what a piece! I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but I was watching the game, and the I don't remember who was commentating either. But they brought it up, and I was just like, "Nice." I gotta watch this. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw. I saw. I saw that live. Uh-huh. I happened to have the combine on, and I was just like, uh-huh. "The gods are good." <laughs> You know that that's like, West, that's like, like, a like a, Yeah, it was like a baby elephant falling down. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> oh my god, you're killing me. Um, you know, we're 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 talking about the NFL draft. You got the pro day, which is basically it is it is just a, a scripted do this, do this, do this. You know what I mean? Um, I wish I wish they changed that up because that that should be so much better. 
if they just if they were more off the cuff and candid, I think it would be a much more enjoyable experience. But they're they're so they're, everyone's so afraid. Yeah. Of the climate right now, someone's saying the wrong thing, and I get it. You don't want to set these kids up for failure, yeah. you know. But but fuck, they all have Twitter, so you know, just let them say what they're gonna say. Yeah. Like what I what I when I what I don't get as far as like these pro days, everything like that. Even even setting up a team, okay. So forget about drafting, but you're trying to build a team. You can't make a trade halfway through in the season like you can in the NHL and just have an impact, or you can in the NBA and have an impact. It's like you need the right fit for that team, for that coach, for the playbook, for everything like that. Like it's 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 the most complex thing I've ever seen because you cannot just assume that I got this quarterback. And I got this wide receiver. Therefore, we're going to end up running this ball or doing this or passing the ball all the time and just making certain that we're going to end up smashing you. There's there's so many different things that end up happening. It doesn't matter. You could be a great, great player. You end up going to a team that you just don't understand the playbook right in the middle of the season. You can't understand it. You could be a great prospect. And if you can't understand the playbook, it's not, just not going to happen for you. And then you end up going to somebody that's a little bit more patient and they could build you like Sam Darnold going to the Jets originally. So what's your thoughts on that? Nice. So, um, you know, I've always said and always firmly believed football is chess. Hockey, basketball, those are ping pong, right? Or table tennis. Oh, my God. That is such a great analogy. Football is chess. You have to understand every piece and how it fits within, within the board and the other pieces on the table, on the board. Whereas, like, hockey, you know, why you have such an immediate impact when you bring somebody in is it's it's so dynamic and quick and fast and um you know you don't you don't need you don't need an identity as bad as you do in the nfl the nfl it starts with the gm or the coach or both if you have a gm who's wearing uh, a coach slash gm who's wearing both hats um you need to set the identity for that team because that's really what's going to determine if a player fits that has to happen right you have to, you can't just sit there and say, I'm going to get, you can take an all-star team, right? And stick them all together. They're not going to be nearly as productive as a, as a team that's organic and has um, a unified, you know, one team, one fight mentality. And they're all on the same page. You can, you can kind of do that with hockey. You know, you can have an immediate impact and, and wait for the guy to, to, to grow into the position. Right. But the NFL, you really have to spend a lot of time with uh, these young men and, and make sure that they're going to be a, good, a great fit for the team. Um, like skill positions, um, you know, defensive positions, whatever, they, they all have to be in unison. It's like watching, um, you ever see drum corps, you know, the guys that play the drums all together yep. in unison? Yeah. Yep. They, they have to drill for hours and hours and hours. And these college programs, they spend a lot of time digging into your personality to make sure you're going to be a good fit. They'll pass over a guy who's or a guy or gal who's maybe the best because it's just not a right fit, and that's that's what you see in the NFL where it's like yeah. the player doesn't determine who's going to go first. Whoever the team is that has that first pick determines who's going to go first. You can't oh. just take anybody. You have to sit there and say, "This is what we need right now. This is what the our number one need is. We we cannot yeah. without a doubt um, surpass this." Uh, 
And you'll see teams that'll grab somebody who's just clearly the number one in the draft yeah. class and then trade them a, a, you know, a season or two or three later. Or, um, or immediately. Or immediately. Yeah. Or immediately. Before they even pick sometimes, you know? Because yeah. so, it really depends on the, it's a, it's a, the, the ultimate team sport. There's not another sport like it where it has to be – it's truly a team sport. And you see, you see it game in and game out, week in and week out, and you see these organizations like the Jets that yeah. don't have an idea. When Rex Ryan was there, right, for all their faults, for all the issues they had, they had a fucking identity. You're and he drove correct. that. And you look at New Orleans, Sean Payton, yeah. they have an identity down there, right? Yeah. Jacksonville doesn't have that identity yet. And that's yeah. why I see the issues they had, despite all the fucking uh, talent they have yeah. on that team. Um, Buffalo has yeah. an identity because of Sean, Buffalo, uh, Sean McDermott. Yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean McDermott. Yeah, Bill yeah. Burr. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's given that team an identity and that's what that's mm-hmm. what he expects of everybody. And everyone has to buy into that. There's not a yeah. there's not a team. There's not a team sport in the world that has to require this much buy in. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I just heard what you said. And you, I think you hit the nail right on the head when you just said that, because it's so true. Um, it's not so much that you're picking the best player as much as the best player that's going to make a difference within your organization. It's uh Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a, Dude, it's are you in your second like, cigar? Are you in your second cigar? Yeah, I'm doing too. You're a killer. You're a killer. A beautiful Saturday. <laughs> but you know, like this, this isn't this isn't just a football thing, though. Like I, I went through this. I've I've changed um, organizations that I've worked for. Uh, geez, twice now, three times in the past uh, three years, pretty much. Two or three, two years, and whenever I go somewhere, I, I don't care about, you know, the resources they have or the benefits or the pay necessarily. Is it a good fit? You know what I mean? Is this going to be a good fit for me? Because I know I'm going to be overworked. I know I'm going to be asked to, you know, to go above and beyond. Do I want to put out for these people? The players have to ask themselves that question. They yeah. don't get a lot of say in it because they don't get to choose which team takes them. Yeah. Right. But I have that luxury over a, a kid going into the NFL draft. But, you know, the, the organization really does have to look at, do I want to spend 12 hours a day with this young man? Yeah. Do I want them wearing my jersey? Because we, we're seeing all the nastiness and stuff that happens. Um, do, we, do we want our organization dragged through the mud? This season, no. I mean, it's, it's uh, like this upcoming season with uh, all the, the allegations against uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see no. this. But it's it's unfortunately it's a uh, yeah you're you're right you're right about that I don't want to go too far into that it's uh it's well, that's the, it's the draft we're talking about the draft this is what the draft is about yeah you're absolutely right it's, and that's, num- that should be so- if it's if it's not number one for the organization for yeah. the decision makers going into that draft then you're going to see the problems which is what you see yeah. Con- time and time again there's organizations well, out there like, I can just drop Michael names Vick. and know exactly what I'm talking about Michael Vick right away I mean when you think about that that was just a very sad circumstance that he's killing dogs there in dog fights. Man was talented, but you know what? The NFL did the right thing. Um, I'm glad that he had a chance in order to come back and play in Philadelphia and ended up, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of a reconciliation and coming back from story, you know. He grew as, he grew as a person, and, and you know what? He did his time. He paid his time to society down here. Yeah. That's a big thing that's lost in a lot of people in this in my country, right, where it's like, you know, somebody who's an ex-con, they treat him like shit. Like, this guy went to jail. He did his time like a fucking man. Yeah. Came back, climbed and scratched and clawed to get back into that position, got into that position. And, you know, he was actionable. He was serviceable. 
You know, it wasn't lights out. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know, uh, vintage Michael Vick by any stretch but of the imagination. He was an MVP. He was an MVP candidate, if not winning the MVP for Philadelphia 100%. that one season. So I mean, he 100%. came back, and I think that he actually uh, did 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 well coming back. You know, um, a guy to overcome what he overcame. I think that's. I think. I think that was a good draft pick by the Falcons back in the day. Oh yeah, that, that's a man. That's a man with character, right? Like, mm. I'm not getting. I love dogs. I don't. I don't know uh, the story enough. I don't know how his level of involvement. I don't know if he was just bankrolling the situation or he was just giving his buddies money, and that's what they decided to do with it. Whatever. Nevertheless, but nevertheless, he over, he, we, we, we saw we saw the permutation that he went through. Yeah, and it was it was fantastic to see. Yeah, absolutely. And I have I have no trouble saying that's a man of character right there. I couldn't come back from shit like that. I would I would disappear. You know what I mean? Like I would hundred percent just be like. I've already made all my money. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. And Roethlisberger, same thing. You know, you can say the same thing about Roethlisberger, you know, to, to get the accusations thrown out that he has, mm. you know, just sit there and just keep doing what he's doing. Being, being, uh, you know, a name in the league for that long. Yeah. I give him props for that. It's a hard job. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think Pittsburgh is at the uh, same standard that they were. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised, though. Like, I, I was hearing somebody, he's a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but he feels that they're going to make a push for Justin Fields. Uh, it's like, it's not a bad idea. If he's still on the draft board, you're going to have to probably trade up to get him, you know, because I don't think he's going down to where you are. <laughs> he's too much of a talent. Yeah. Although, and, you and know, what, what, do, you, do you hear about that? Do you hear Pittsburgh, about that, that he has Pittsburgh, epilepsy? Pittsburgh's got Justin Fields epilepsy. has epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, end up coming out with that. You there. said you said apple. You said apple. You said apple-apsy the first time. Oh, did I? No, 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 no. It's epilepsy. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the beer. Um, yeah, he had a, he had to end up because I think uh, he had a medical um, a medical you know check over and everything like that. He ended up coming out that he had he has epilepsy. All right, so no no flash photography when he's playing. Yeah, that's basically. Of thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's not vertigo or something. You know what I mean? Like that's that's weird shit that can fuck up, uh, you know, your equilibrium. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I just don't see him sticking around that long to be picked up by Pittsburgh. (laughs) Dude, yeah, he's. I don't think he's gonna fall that far. Um, And frankly, you know, what I was gonna say earlier was like. I think Pittsburgh's fine. Um, I think you can. I think you can continue rolling Roethlisberger out there for another couple of seasons, and Dude, wait, and wait for a guy. So who gives a shit? He doesn't. He doesn't seem to notice. He was he was he ever like? It's the same thing with Tom Brady. Was Tom Brady ever particularly fast or athletic? No. No, but he. So he what do you, what do you have to play. lose? Yeah, he was able to make the right play at the right time, though. You're. You know that that's that's yeah. Roethlisberger extends plays in ways that Roethlisberger does. Unlike Russell Wilson, who extends plays, or uh, Lamar Jackson, or or, or uh, uh, fucking Deshaun Watson, they extend plays in a way that requires athleticism and speed right. and uh, maneuverability. Roethlisberger's never had that. He's he really does, like he his entire career. He's really not never had anything to lose. You lose a little bit of arm speed, you're making up for that with IQ as you as you spend more time in the league. And, I, you know, Tomlin's done a great job of surrounding himself with real offensive threats that you're not, you're not so much concerned about, you know, what Roethlisberger's doing. You're not going to take that tank down anyways. You're more concerned trying to cover these fucking super athletes they got the, down there running routes. 
and then you get a guy like James Conner in the backfield. You know, it, I think Conner's gone. Together. Connor's oh, is he gone? gone? Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. They'll find another jerk to fill in that spot. <laughs> Conner's a good kid. Bought his house, his mother' house. Like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, man, I'm there and just going to myself. Okay, so, you know, what use is the scouts then? If if that's the case, that you can end up not having to watch these players, not having to do anything like that. You just do some interviews in the combine. What's the use? That's, of the, scout, that's the scout's job is to make sure you know these guys are protected. They're going to have uh, faux pas. You know, um, Joe Mixon Mixon knocked that chick out in a pizza parlor, right? Remember that? That was uh, it was hard to watch. Yep, <laughs> I was like fuck, um, you know. And the level of talent he had exceeded the liability that you have with a guy like that, um, you know. And he went where he went. But the the scouts are going to do the the digging. They're going to turn over the stones and the plants, you know, look under the rocks and plants, and uh, and try to find all those character flaws. That's what that, I think. That's really what a, a scout's going to do is protect the organization. Number one. I, I would be surprised if a scout's number one job was to make sure that this guy's not a fucking pedophile, a rapist, um, you know, a woman beater, you know, stuff like that. Because um, those does are work, unfor- the, the, does it work yeah. the same with the NHL or the Major League Baseball as well? Because like what, what we're talking about with of NFL, course. I understand, but like, do you think it works the same way with them? Look at Patrick Kane; he's had uh, accusations of sexual assault. Damn, I forgot about that, man. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. NHL NHL fandom is uh, a little different, you know. They, they it doesn't get it doesn't get the same popularity, it doesn't get the catch the same heat. But there's plenty of players in the in the NHL. I guarantee you that if they were a more popular organization, you know, you'd see a lot more uh, heat being thrown their way. And Man, I, I wouldn't Chicago, be surprised. Chicago is a popular organization, though. I mean, Vince Vaughn is also, you know, like a huge fan. It's like Vince Vaughn isn't the biggest actor in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, no. <laughs> if you had, if you had to if you had to do a top one hundred today, I don't think Vince Vaughn would even be on that list. You got to put it in perspective. Like, honestly, right. I love Vince Vaughn. He's one of my favorites, but right, he, he's not. He's no one's taking pictures of him at the uh, the Oscars there. You know, no one gives a shit. No, no, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. Uh, well, here's the yeah, thing, though. Drake Drake showed up to a playoff game with us there against Boston. Yeah, and uh, we we that, asked that, him that kid. That kid is the that kid is the Black Widow. <laughs> just, like, you know whoever, where he, going whoever, with this. whoever he attaches himself to, you're just like fuck. Oh man, he is a he's a goddamn jinx. He needs to get back in that fucking wheelchair in Degrassi High there. Oh my God, I can't believe you just brought that up. How could you not? <laughs> You want to talk about it smelling like bitch in here? It smells like bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, the thing is, is that like, okay, so a lot of people like his music and all that good stuff, but you're sure. right. He is he is such bad luck. Apparently, I think Kentucky won't even invite him down anymore because he no. showed up. It's like, <laughs> why would you? You know what? When was, when was the last time? When was the last time Drake had a hit? You know what I mean? Like, he's a fuck. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while, man. He's too busy, you know, looking like, uh, you know, LeBron's know. little brother to really he, even pay attention. He just he just did a commercial there with the uh, State Farm, the State Farm commercial. Yeah, he's the I'm State Farm guy now. Get <laughs> your money, man. Whatever you got to do. You're you're there with Aaron Rodgers. You're there with all. 
know, but I mean, still yet. Was it Patrick, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, you still try to stay relative. You know what I mean? You still relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Irrelevant. He's, I mean, he's relevant. doing what he can. Um, I don't know. I think nationwide's got him beat no matter what they can do. Cause uh, Peyton Manning, uh, I'll, I'll watch the shit out of a Peyton Manning commercial every time. <laughs> well, now he's doing those tied, the tied ones there where he's in the uh, robot there. I haven't seen that one. Oh, no. Yeah, it's hilarious. He's like in this thing where he's just his head is a TV and, you know. <laughs> his head's as big as a TV, so that's really. Oh must have been a pretty big fucking TV. <laughs> no, man. It was on a Segway. The TV's on a Segway just rolling around, right? So. <laughs> must, have been a, must have been a, you know, some kind of a souped-up Segway to carry around a TV that big <laughs> to handle that much Peyton Manning head. You look at a guy with a head that big. I thought he was an alcoholic for years. I was like, oh, he's going to get a DUI or something. He's like, he doesn't even drink. It's Wait, like, you thought fuck? you thought Archie Manning might have been an alcoholic? Because that's I why thought, his I head's thought, so big? Yeah, I thought Peyton Manning was an alcoholic. Oh, you thought? <laughs> you know, when you drink, your head gets big, you know? Like a big nose, big face, big head. Look at my head. I got a big head. <laughs> you know? I just thought Loose. you were intelligent, though, man. No. No. <laughs> See, look at this. I'm trying. I'm trying to build you up, and you're knocking your own self down. I don't understand that. But you'll knock me down in like a heartbeat. I'm taking you down with me, son of a bitch. I'm taking everybody down with me. <laughs> I'm not playing at your level. I'm playing at my level. <laughs> Some Sun Tzu for you. Oh my gosh. For you. Oh my gosh. So speaking of Sun Tzu, Mortal Kombat. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. I'm gonna wait. Yeah. Same on you, dude. You I, I watched. I watched the original. Uh, what do I need to watch this remake? The remake was fucking awesome. Oh, I, I watched Godzilla, the Godzilla new Godzilla versus Kong movie. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown sucks. I don't know why they keep doing those know. movies. She's the worst. And I, and I watched uh, Nobody, which I have to admit that was a great movie. By the way, I haven't was, seen yet. It's on my list. Was oh, not expecting that. Was not expecting that by. Uh, Who's the actor there? And what about Bob, Bob Odenkirk? Oh yeah, Bob Odenkirk was not expecting that from him, not at all. Well, you know, no he surprised. Way. He surprised me at Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. Um, he's had he's had a couple of these roles where you're like, huh? Because he was he was Mr. Show with Bob and David back in the day. Him and David. Well, do you remember him? Do you remember him in Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, yeah, he was like, yeah. I always knew I was going to leave the first girlfriend I was with who got yeah. me. He was the, the guy about to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's brilliant. He, yeah, uh, and he was a writer at Saturday Night Live, so you know yep. it was just like uh, that was him and him and Conan were uh, roommates uh, in the writers' room together. They had the same room. Brilliant, brilliant minds. Because Conan, uh, yeah. I mean, not only did he have his own talk show, but he ended the up Simpsons. writing. Yeah, exactly. And some of wrote, the wrote best, and produced the best episodes of the Simpsons. Some of the best, best episodes for the Simpsons. Absolutely, yeah, wrote and produced those ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, amazing amazing writing as well and so when you saw him act in better call saul it was like okay you know like i, I see him as that kind of character but here he is he's kicking ass taking names i'm like i didn't see that but it fits yeah. you know the same thing oh, that was Keanu like Reeves. um that was like michael kane and uh harry brown you know what i mean oh like, my god like, that was such a good movie like what the fuck he's like, like alfred michael, what are you Caine. doing 
Yeah, he's usually the the wisdom guy, you know. Um, I, I know I know he had some action roles back in his early career in the seventies. But 70s that's, that's a 60s. long time ago, exactly. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, an old man just out there take, cleaning up the streets. You know, <laughs> uh, who was it there? Um, Brian Dennehy. I remember there was a movie that he and Dennehy. He was a World War II veteran. Yep, and he ended up. This is like I think in the late eighties, early nineties. It was around the same time he did a movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. and uh, the other guy there, uh, where he was like you know doing a bare knuckle boxing movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, well, I think it was called The Boxer. I think so, something like that. And it was, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. You know, um, man, it's 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 amazing to see some of the movies that came out then. And now I'm I'm sitting there, and I literally, you want me to watch what? Like you're telling me about Mortal Kombat? I'm like, come that, on. First of all, that was that was action. That was action porn. It was it was just it was it was funny. Get over here. Uh, the guy that played Kano uh, was hilarious. The, the Aussie cat there, he was hilarious. Uh, it was it was a very enjoyable for what it was. Hey, listen, don't go, the don't, Highlander. The don't Highlander was raided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, just in this one, they actually got an Asian guy for Raiden, so it made made more sense. You know, um, I'll give you, you that. Know, don't go into it expecting art, you know, go in there to expect to be entertained and you'll have yeah. a fucking blast. Yeah. I watched it in the middle of the day, stone sober. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't even uh, alter my conscience to watch it and I had a fucking blast. Wow. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting right now to uh, watch that Black Widow movie. I've been watching the uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon thing and I've been oh, loving, yeah. that. loving that. Love that one. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a great show. Dude, I, I don't even understand. Like when you look at some of these Marvel or even DC, I, dude, when I saw the Justice League, the new the one that they came cut. out with, yeah, my God, it's like Finally. why didn't that come out? Why didn't that come out in the theaters? Because well, Snyder's would, daughter killed herself, so that was the thing. Joss Whedon oh, stepped in. Man, man, because that movie—that's sad. That's sad to hear that. Yeah, um, that movie I think would have because to me DC is much darker than. Marvel. Marvel's just like, you know, sun pop and lollipops and sunshine and blah, blah, blah. Well, and- I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? All right. So this is a common thing yeah. that I hear constantly. I'm yeah. a bit of a comic book nerd. I'm, I'm actually yeah. a big comic book nerd. Yeah. Um, and that is completely false. No, I find DC to be dark. When okay, I want up. serious up. talk, hold, hold on Superman a, having the power to end up hold, ending hold our life, second. and you're going to tell me that some stupid, I'm Iron Man and I died. Who cares? Who cares? Superman killing Joker? <coughs> Superman going up against Batman? Batman knowing the weakness of everybody? No. No, no, no. Are, you no. Done, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Hardly, but I'll let you speak. All right, just I'll, I'll stick to the MCU, the movies, because I know, I know you're not a big comic book guy. Thanos, Thanos throwing his 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 favorite daughter off of that cliff. It was dark, but it's there's no a, there's no a, there's justice. A lo- there's no, a lot. There's no. a lot. There's an insane amount of darkness in these movies. You just have so much camp. You have so much camp in them that yeah. it, it it seems lighter. But there, there's a lot of dark themes here. Like there's an insane amount of dark themes here. Dude, if you have a look at Superman, just losing it. Just losing it, at the sight of Lois Lane dying. I'm sorry, man. There's, there's nothing like that. The most powerful and the most recognizable hero now becoming the greatest villain. Listen, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. When he killed uh, Captain Zod, that played by uh, Michael Shannon. 
Yeah. Right. When he's in there and he's like, if you love them so much, watch them die. And he's about to laser these people in the thing. And then Superman just goes, and runs his neck. I agree. Right. I agree. I agree. The DC is darker and edgier. It always has been. If, have you seen Titans yet? The Titans yes, series? yes, yes, I have. What, Great. Right. In the Great. beginning, Dick Grayson rubbing that guy's face against the brick wall and you see yeah. the ear hanging there and they're like, oh, where's Batman? And then he just turns around to kill all these dudes. He's like, fuck Batman. And it's like, oh shit. I agree 100%. Watch, go watch, um, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the DCU movies have done a good job of capturing that. Like those nightmares he had of this draconian future um, you know, at, at the hands of Superman, he's just like, I gotta fucking kill this guy. That was Don, that was all, the whole Donna Justice uh, storyline. You know, most people didn't understand why does Batman hate Superman. The movie didn't do a great job of making no. it, uh, it no. digestible for everybody. But you know, like, what would you do if you were if you were Earth's true greatest hero, which is Batman? Earth's true greatest hero in the DC universe. Earth's true greatest hero, and you saw an extraterrestrial superpower the level of Superman you're sitting there at any cost you, you're like I have to get rid of this because his his visions don't align with that of someone terrestrial like myself yeah. that, that there's a lot there and you're, you're dealing with like you know a mountain of shit to try to get past it but you know Marvel Marvel has you know plenty of their own it, 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 there's a lot of dark themes especially when you get on the X-Men side of the house too oh, X-Men you know, X-Men is- hey smooth my balls our new, uh, our new yeah. uh, sponsors there. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that there. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for my whole entire kit there. Give a review on it. But from what I understand, the who's more, uh, who's more, who's more excited about this kit coming? You or Joanna? That's <laughs> fifty I think. Um, I, I, ima- I imagine it is a. I don't know what's a native bush in India. Like what? What is it? What is the native bush in India? You guys got dogwood out there? Like what is it? <laughs> now you guys grow a lot of cotton, so they, there's probably a lot of that going on down there. You you like my beard? Just put it down down a couple of feet, and it's the same thing. <laughs> right. All right. I, I I asked for the visual, and I got it. And there you not, go. Not happy about it anymore. I wish I didn't. It's got a, it's got a no pull technology. I'm pretty nice. happy about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, kids these days, you know, with uh with, with companies like Smooth My Balls, they don't realize how lucky they are these days. No, I remember you, I remember you remember you remember what people would be asking in the military, especially, hey, can I borrow your clippers? Are you gonna be using it at your head? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had, you had, you had yeah, to ask a question. You had to ask the question. Oh. And the, the worst part was like, you know, I, I used to use a razor, right? Yeah, yeah. And I used to have to Dude. I used to have to pull my balls like a. Uh, like some silly putty to stretch straight, it out. A straight razor? No, not a straight razor. You maniac. Uh, you know, like a Gillette. <laughs> and then I'd have to, I'd have to go like this, <laughs> and then pull another section and go like that. Whoa! Don't talk about smooth balls. Those are smooth that is balls. Too, yeah, that's too. Eighteen-year-old Reed had some, the smoothest. That is so dangerous, man. I don't think these kids could do that now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I could make it a challenge on TikTok, and they probably start doing it though. Yeah, but then all of a sudden they're dying because they nicked their freaking <laughs> artery somewhere. That's fine. There's no major arteries down there. The balls, like, have you ever seen a Sharpay, the dog of Sharpay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why it has all those wrinkles? Tell me. Fill me in. For, for fighting. For, for fighting. Really? So if they get cut or something like that, they don't bleed as much as other breeds. 
and their organs are protected. The balls are the same way, Sean. No. Got all those wrinkles to protect them. Is that it? Because I'm pretty yeah. sure you get kicked in those balls. It hurts. I'm pretty sure you uh, nick go them. Talk, go talk to somebody in Scotland, right? What's that thing they're wearing around their kilt? It's a it's a bull sack, a bull a test, testicle holder. And they put their prized possessions in there, as yeah. the bull did. So there's this one dude I know from work, and, and like, you know, on Civic Fridays and stuff like that, he'll wear his kilt, right? Of course. And I saw him walking around, though. You guys can wear that part of the uniform up there, right? Well, if you're if you're certain military regiments, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's walking around with his kilt in the blue. And I saw his underwear. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you ain't you ain't for real, like, yeah, right? He goes, listen, man, it's the military. I can't be walking around without any underwear on here. You know what I mean? This well, thing. to bring it back, maybe he didn't shave his balls. Maybe he was embarrassed. I want to finish off with. The UFC main event, they're coming up there tonight. There's there's like, that card is so fucking stacked. It's, it's so absurd. stacked that if you have a look at the next UFCs, there's no more title fights for like a couple of them because they've, they've been putting title fights. You don't have, you don't have enough titles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you've been so many titles. titles. So Masvidal and uh, Usman. Usman. Great fight. Great fight. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll get in all of them. This is uh, Nam Yunus against, is it Way? Holy shit. All right. First of all, you can just say Thug Rose. It's Nama Yunus. Nama Yunus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. Thug and, Rose. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but that, again, that's still not even my favorite fight on the card. My favorite fight on the card right now, Valentino Shevchenko versus yes, Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade. Man, he, she's a he, killer. Jessica Andrade looks like Bieber if Bieber was a man. Yes. Um, she and she fights like it too. Yeah. Um, but Valentina Shevchenko, I don't think we've had a more technical champion in any division, male or female, since you know that that can come close to Valentina Shevchenko. She no. is a well-oiled machine. Yeah. She is perfect almost every time she steps in the octagon, and it's it's just terrifying to see. And Jessica Andrade is a fucking pit bull. That she that's is. that's my that's my fight of the night. Shevchenko. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right because it's like to me it's it's <laughs> they're both scary individuals. Now I think Masvidal, Masvidal and Usman. It's 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 going to be a good fight. It's going to be yeah. That's that big part of that is uh, Masvidal is good at his, imposing his will. Right? We talked about yeah. this earlier. Yeah. I'm not going to go to your level of fight. I'm going to bring you down to my level. That's what that's what Masvidal yeah. does. And don't forget the, the last time they fought, he 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 only had two weeks' notice or something, right? So yeah, he had. Got, I think it was less than that. Yeah. You know? So now he's got he's got a whole training camp. So I mean, it'd be interesting. I think I think right now though, honestly, uh, Usman's just at another level. Yeah, um, I was watching something where they were talking about Usman, and they're and they're saying that basically he's going to be better a better welterweight champion than George St. Pierre. Probably. Oh, man. It's Probably. Just, the level of talent that he's dealing with, um, which, you know, it's tough to say because I, I grew up on that stuff when I was a kid. So I, there's a lot of nostalgia and, you know, sentimental value there. But, you know, you look at a guy like Matt Hughes, who was yeah. really a wrestler, ground and pound, a slammy type guy. Um, I think BJ Penn was, you know, like, uh, you know, the most well-rounded we saw yeah. in, in the 170-pound division back in those days. Yeah. 
he was uh, he was pretty avant garde with his cross training. Um, and you, you had know, Dan Hardy. You had you had yeah. a few other guys that came up there. You know, Josh Koscheck, who actually beat a few people as well in light heavyweight uh, or middleweight. So little lay and pray. You know, he did yeah. a lot of lay and pray. He was yeah. a very very accomplished, very talented yeah. wrestler. But you know, Usman Usman doesn't have he doesn't, doesn't have, have the that same thing. competition as far as I'm concerned in welterweight. Usman, yeah. Who does he have? Masvidal. Masvidal. Colby Covington. Colby Covington. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you're actually bringing that name up. Listen, okay. Covington. Yeah. Covington is a pud. He's an insincere pud. <laughs> you know, he saw the president. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get some of that, and he acted like a little fucking. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's just attached to Trump's balls. I get it, but his talent is undeniable. His work ethic is undeniable. His output is undeniable. If you look he at the numbers that beat, Covington, he beat LeBron James. In what basketball? No, in fighting. Probably. No way, man. LeBron yeah, is six foot eight. Six ten. LeBron just has to sit on him, man. No, it wouldn't happen. Kobe Covington would fuck him up. I hate Kobe Covington. He would fuck him up. I love LeBron James. I hate Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington would fuck him up. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's Marcus Queensberry rules. Doesn't matter if it's uh you know the unified MMA rules. Kobe Covington fucks him up. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. But Usman's dealing with Gilbert Burns, what he did to Gilbert Burns. You're yeah. gonna disrespect Gilbert Burns like that? Yeah. Jesus fuck. But let's face Gilbert it, I mean, Burns these guys, these guys, these guys did not fight. Weapon. They didn't fight. They didn't fight the same. Like here's here's my thing. I understand what you're stating. And maybe it's just the fact that I'm just you know, I am biased. You hate you, you hate Usman. No, no, no. I'm biased at George Saint Pierre. And you, I think hate, you hate Nigerians. Let's hear it. No, show. that is not it at all. Because the thing is that I don't know, like Robbie Lawler held this title. After <laughs> it was after. a different time, though. It was a different time, and Robbie Lawler was hit his prime. You're talking about a guy who was fighting since he was 17 years old professionally. Yeah. You know, he hit yeah. his stride. He had all the experience in the world. He had hands of fucking stone, and he had a, he had a belief in himself yeah. that you know met or exceeded a Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Like he had he had the things all kind of aligned, and he had the the foresight and uh, the afterthought of a, a very long career. And Robbie Lawler, that's why he you know he did what he did when he did it, and that's why yeah. he's kind of, you know, wilted away now, because he's, he's over the hill, and he's got a lot I of think, fucking mileage on him. Usman, you're dealing with who's the guy who's beat everybody. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Everybody. I, mean, I can't, I can't. And he's cannot... beat them, beat them decisively. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I, I agree with you as far as that's concerned. I mean, uh, I just, it's hard. It's hard to sit there and go, man, he can become the greatest welterweight, right? He can. He can. Sure, yeah. George St. Pierre was, was uh, uh, an era-defining athlete, yeah. um, which which very rarely comes around. And you know what? You're going to remember George St. Pierre a lot longer than you're probably going to remember an Usman type because yeah. George St. Pierre had this aura about him. When walking him watching him walk to the, the cage with the fucking headband on there and Karate the keys sometimes, <laughs> you know, and you're just seeing like a guy with the biggest head I've ever seen since Peyton Manning. <laughs> And he sounds like a dog with peanut butter on the roof of his mouth, um, you know. And 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 really, like personality, like he didn't have to. He didn't have to do the things that like Conor McGregor had to do, or Colby Covington had to do to make a name for himself. Mm. He did it 100 percent in the ring. And if you wanted to be a kickboxer, George St. Pierre would beat you as a kickboxer. If you wanted to be a wrestler, George St. Pierre would out wrestle you. If you wanted to be a submission guy, George St. Pierre would out 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 submission wrestle you. He did. He just he just went into every fight so prepared with a great game plan. But I will say this: 
it's the same conversation that you have with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Right. Where you're like, right. who, who's responsible for the greatness here? It would, would it, would, would George St. Pierre be great without Farah Sahabi? I'm not going to say what? no, yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, but the Tri-Star Jim and Farah Sahabi there, and their relationship with guys like the, the Donahue Death Squad and uh, Mark Henry, like you see all the talent, like those, those guys are all linked. Like yeah. it's it's almost like there's an affiliation, you know, with John John Donaher, and, and as a result of that, Henzo Gracie, who's been fighting since he was two, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. He's probably, in my opinion, the greatest Gracie of all time. And then yeah. you got Mark Henry, who produces all these super Frankie Edgar for fuck's sake, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he he he. he George St. was able to run through those things all down friggin' uh, ninety five. But because uh, you, you know, know, from Montreal all the Canadian, way down to New Jersey. Yeah. Exactly, because he was Canadian. He ended up having to like separate his training with all these different people and everything, and bring bring people up to Quebec to train yeah. them. You know what I mean? But he he did it. You're absolutely correct. At a time when mixed martial arts schools were opening up all over the U.S., we didn't have anything in Canada, and he did it as a Canadian, never leaving Canada. I don't you think know? I don't think it was 100 percent him though. Is the problem? No, no, no. But he you know what I mean? Like he 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 no, had no, no, he had he had correct. He had he had something, and and I'll I'll give everyone some homework here. Listen to two podcasts, mm-hmm. and I think each gentleman has been on the podcast twice, so there's actually four. But Farah Sahabi and John Donaher on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. Listen yeah. to those guys. They're both philosophy majors out of out of right. college. Philosophy majors, right? Um, they're both like high level athletes and there's something about the, the philosophical aspect of their, of their teachings, right. To where you're dealing with somebody who was kind of like a Bruce Lee, you know, put it in very digestible. Bruce Lee wasn't the smartest man in the world, but he just put things in such digestible ways that literally translates to any language very easily. Be like water, right? You could translate that to to, any fucking thing. You're absolutely correct. And you're able to sit there, take it in, digest it, and go. Three words. Yeah. Three words that you can take textbooks out of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could I could write I could write a thousand page thesis on that, no problem. Be like water. Yeah. And that's what you get with Farah Sahabi. And that's what George St. Pierre really benefited from, I think. I'm I'm not and again, I'm I can't say it's one way or the other. I can't say George St. Pierre wouldn't be great if he was down in the American top team. I think he would probably be fucking just as fantastic, maybe even a little bit better because they have a bigger pool of fighters to train with, right? Right. TriStar Gym, how many how many superstars have they produced, right? Um, After George St. Pierre, I mean, you have uh, – what's his face there from Victoria? Uh, he lost to Robbie Lawler, got his nose broke. Uh, well, you're already proving my point. You don't yeah. remember his name. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard. It's hard to remember it. Yeah, but produces a lot correct. of fan, produces a lot of fantastic fighters yeah. with great heads on the shoulders. So obviously, James George St. Pierre is something incredibly special. Yeah. One of the best Instagram followers right now, too, in my opinion. Uh, I love Dude, seeing him out there challenging he's doing, himself. He's doing whatever he wants right now. He's having a great exactly. life. You know, uh, good exactly. for him. Good for and him. he's a guy that at any time, how long has he been retired? And any time he could come in and be competitive. Whereas Conor McGregor, and I think Conor McGregor is great despite everything about Conor McGregor that I don't like. Um, his whole showmanship thing is fucking annoying. Yeah. But George St. Pierre is a guy that at any time, I think he'll, he'll be able to do this for the next like six years where George St. Pierre at any time could come out of retirement, take the title and then retire again as he did to Michael Bisping. Yeah. I think he could, I think he could, I think he could fight Usman and win. Um, well to wait easily. Yeah. yeah. 
and I think he can go to 185 and give Israel Adesanya a real fucking go for the title. I'm not sure he wins, but I, you know, I, 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 I there's everyone talks about 170. There's there's Joy St. Pierre fights I want to see at 185. I want to see him fight Robert Whitaker more than anything right now. Yeah. After that yeah. Whitaker fight against uh, Kelvin Gastelum. That was a great I want, fight. I want to see, I want to see yeah. fucking, I want to see Joyce and Beer fight Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. Because Kelvin Gastelum's really, he's uh, 170 pure, um, but he's up at 185 right now because he doesn't like losing weight. I get it. I'm a chubby fuck too. Um, but, you know, I think, I think George St. Pierre is a guy that is, that's, that's the mystique around George St. Pierre. He doesn't do a lot of talking. He doesn't shit talk a lot. Yeah. It doesn't work out well. But you know he's doing movies and shit now. You know he's yeah. in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier there. That's right. Uh, That's right. You know, um, re- uh, reprising his role from um, Civil War. Yeah, he showed up on a couple of commercials here in Canada. I mean, I you know respect for him. He's he's going out and making a little bit of coin for himself. Why not? You know, he's uh, but he deserves it. I do think that on paper, Usman will have the more illustrious career, just because he's he's able to enjoy the talent pool that he's dealing with right now. I like that. You know what? That's a that's a great analogy. A great, great. Uh, it, you know, that's a a great analytical. Look. When Usman opens his mouth, I'm annoyed. When Usman opens his mouth, I'm annoyed. He's 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 either got a really bad chip on his shoulder, or he's just insincere as fuck. Yeah. Because uh, he says dumb shit. I'm just like, say less. Like, <laughs> just look at a guy like George Saint Pierre. Yeah. Who, again, he's not going to be a, a McGregor level celebrity, mm. but he's got this integrity, you know, George St. Pierre had, he never lost anything. He didn't, he never sold himself up. No, he didn't have to do that. He, he never had to do that. He never felt like he had to do that. He would have made no. more money if he went out there. He's like, ah, oh, that guy is a stupid head. Uh, that guy over there, the blah, 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 blah. You know, like he could have probably sold more tickets, but fuck, he's got his integrity. He's a man. He's got his fucking yeah. balls. And I hope they're smooth. <laughs> All right, before we go, I got a one-on-one question for you. Uh, Sean's got to pee. Here we go. He's trying to wrap this up as quick as humanly possible. You tell me you don't have to pee. I watch you drink three beers. Hey, you're correct. Damn you, Reed. <laughs> you're doing the so, dance, and you got your little party boy shirt on there. You look like uh, Tom Cruise in Cocktail. All right. Who won out in the trade deadline, Boston or Toronto? I'm very critical of Boston. Um, but I like the Mike Riley signing a lot. Taylor Hall scoring goals. What about Felino? He showed up finally in his first game. I know. Yeah, Nick Felino. I'm a huge Nick Felino fan. I love that signing. He was playing him on the first line. That was the guy that that I wanted in Boston because he wouldn't have been on the first line because that first line you can't penetrate in Boston. He would have been fantastic on that second line, though. They'd give it some grit, but... um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta say Toronto on that one. You think Polino, so? Right? Yeah, even though Riddich, Toronto, Riddich has been playing like, like there's a reason why Calgary got rid of their goaltenders. <laughs> well, Riddich, Riddich, you, you remember just a year or two ago, Riddich was lights out. You know what I mean? Like, he was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He might, he might just be dealing with something. You know, um, that it, it's small little course. Goalies are tough. You can't really judge a team based off goalie additions. It's amazing um, though because when I look at Boston or look at Toronto, it was just like a mirror image of each other. They ended up just making trades to fill positions that they needed to get filled. It wasn't yeah. just one; it was multiple, 
and they and they filled them up pretty good. I think both organizations did. But really, what it comes down to, who's going to end up winning this? I mean, I think the only way it is is that they meet each other in the conference finals there, and you know, go from there. But it's hard, to, it's hard to have that. It's hard to have that conversation right now because you know Washington didn't make a big splash at the tread deadline. No, but the Capitals are fucking deep. They are yes, deep, and- but you are starting to see the wear and tear on them when they face the Islanders. When they face, you know, like you're. I'm not you're, buying it. Your division, your division, has got to be the mass mutual division. Has got to be the most the difficult. Yeah, yeah, because you got Tampa, you got Florida, yep. you got the Islanders, yep. you got the Capitals, and that's what you. That's what you're. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. Yeah. The result of it right now, everyone's kind of beat up and and exhausted. You know what I mean? Like again, we, yeah, we we talked about this in the chat. Yeah. For those who do not privy, I was getting on Sean's case because I'm giving him shit about how many goals uh, each division scored. And I was being insincere because the North Division is short a team. And Sean didn't pick up on it. He's not great with numbers. He's like, Sean, smash. If you gave him an abacus, he would think it was like candy or something like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of his blind spots, but we love him for it. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, like, when you only have seven teams, there's less variability. You get more, uh, you, you, know, you get a little more um, familiarity with the, with the teams in your division. You're playing them more often right and um the the diversity factor you get less diversity it 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 takes less of a toll on you and i think that's good i think i think they really did the north a disservice by not sticking an american team up there just you know whether it's um i'm trying to think of a good good uh american team to stick in the north division there isn't one geographically like who would it be geographically uh Detroit, that's the only one I could Detroit, think of. Detroit would be perfect, yeah. Because yeah. they're just hopping across the pond there. They should have stuck one of those teams up there for the sake of the Canada Division, um, the North Division there, whatever the fucking corporate name is. I'm not not even learning those. Um, I think that would have been uh, did them a much better service uh, yeah. in the long term. Uh, but obviously that would have defeated the purpose of why we have these divisions the way they are, you know, with yeah. – uh, yeah. But, um, but it's something to be said about the mass mutual division that people are talking about it like that's a murderer's row. It's a blast furnace. It is. Like it's, <laughs> it's so many good teams over there. Where I mean, yeah. you know, in the West, I mean, you just could look at Colorado and Las Vegas. Ooh, you know, yeah. like okay. And yeah, if Colorado, if Colorado gets healthy, I think they can win a cup easily. Absolutely, you know, I totally agree. They're playing with without Miko Rantanen right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they've had some COVID troubles, but yeah. Um, and and it might do them it might do them a solid, you know, because they're obviously very talented. Not having a murderer's row of players to play uh, teams to play against, mm. so they might be a little more rested and a little more game ready. They all know how to play playoff hockey. Yeah, no question about that. Um, oh, looking forward to the playoffs, buddy. It's gonna dude, be I, so I, good, I, dude. I again, I, I have to eat a little crow here. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a little crow here. I was very critical of this. Uh, yes, you were. This season. Okay, enjoy it, Sean. Enjoy it, because I'm. You're a fanboy, and you were all over. You bit on it so hard, you didn't think twice about it. You were like, "Oh, here, give me some words, Batman." Oh, oh boy, uh, I don't remember you being this big last year. Yeah, we get it, Sean. Okay. okay. You're a Batman nut writer, but I'm, oh, I'm gonna eat a little crow here. Whatever he's using, smooth my balls. And I can say. <laughs> Batman definitely smooths his balls. <laughs> the way he's able to go out there and get booed, 
He's not having he's not having you know little pubes getting caught up in his underwear. Clearly, like I'm doing constantly. He's not. He doesn't adjust. So either he's a Ken doll, or he's got the smoothest balls in the in the building. <laughs> it's got to be comfortable. Got to be comfortable. Kids, if you want to, if you want to get up to that level of in business like Batman has, smooth your fucking balls. Good sponsor, Sean. But you know, I think I think uh, the East Division. There's there's two sides of the coin, right? They're going to be a little more beat up, probably a little more exhausted. Yeah. Uh, but they're 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 probably going to be a little more game ready, you know, because they face uh, an insane level of talent. Regular, even Buffalo, like Buffalo, like hey, for they, how bad they, they play this season. 18 game losing streak, but they turned it around the past few games. They actually are starting to win some games and they look. Oh, and speaking of speaking of obnoxious hockey names, as we did the last time I was on, their goalie that was is probably the most hyped goaltender since Flurry made their debut last night. Do you know what his name is? I I forget. You're gonna have to tell. His me first name is Uka Dash Pekka, and his last name is Lukanen. Lukanen, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So many fucking syllables. I'm pretty upset about it. But, um, you know, he went out there and he took 40 shots, saved 36. Hey, um, not bad. And beat the Bruins. And yeah. He kept him in there for his first NHL debut against the Bruins. Let me tell you something. The Bruins look good with Riley, like you said, with Hall, with, with, with what they have there. So Bruins look good. They're rolling with. I think they ended up using their other backup goaltender for that game. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, was it Halak? They brought Halak. So Rask started the game last night, and then Halak came in in relief because okay. Rask pulled a fucking Rask and acted yeah. like a bitch. Yeah, that's your biggest. <laughs> that's your biggest question mark, really, going into these. It's not a question mark, Sean. And people in Boston act like they see his regular season heroics, and they're like, "Oh, this is a guy that we can win with easily." Playoffs is a different thing. The yeah. NHL has parity. It's a different fucking sport. Come April or you know this year, you know, yeah, yeah. it's still April. Right? May, yeah. May, May eleventh, May eleventh. Come May, it's a different fucking sport. Yeah, um, it's it's different. And Rats just isn't built for that. We have a long, 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 uh, uh you know, history of Rask in the playoffs, and it's not good. Yeah, yeah. So no, be I'm, ter- I'm terrified to have that guy. But you know, Swayman looked great. Um. Uh, the the kid there that we had uh, we brought up um, for a couple of games he looked great, but you know the hockey's all about the playoffs. If you yeah. can't play in the fucking playoffs, that's why Halak's not starting in uh, Montreal anymore. You know, remember Ovechkin uh, went out there and on the news and he's in a press conference. I'm, I still remember this clear as day, and he said he's scared. He's scared. Like he's 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 nervous and he's not ready for this. And Halak wasn't and. You know, much to the behest of uh, the club do hockey fans there, uh, Carey Price came in, you know? Yeah. And I, ca- I can't fault the, them not being successful in the playoffs and Carey Price. I could on Halak. So that's what yeah. we're dealing with in Boston right now. So goaltending's a big question mark. Uh, it's not a question mark for me. I know what it is. But I'm, I, the question mark is, can our lines and our defensive pairings carry the team? Yeah. And I hope that's the case. Man. Toronto's well, much sit, sitting much prettier with their goaltending situation, in my opinion. They are. It's pretty. It's pretty. You know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Can't complain. You got to so bad. I you do. <laughs> are you pretending Joe yelled at you uh, from the other room? Is that what you're no, doing right no. now? What was that? Oh, I gotta go, everybody. It's not your bladder yelling. It's it's your bladder yelling at you, Sean. It is. Well, with that, 
what Brad would usually say right now at this time is be good or be good at it. And uh, we'll. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my story. sign off. Um, knock them dead and don't get caught. Oh, I like that. I like that. Another episode down in the books. Thanks, Reed, for coming on, buddy. I really couldn't uh, imagine doing this without anybody else but you. Oh, nobody wants to hear you talk by yourself, so. Nah. <laughs> somebody had to do it. All right. I'm, re- I'm really doing Brad this log more than anything else. I don't want him to come back to a fucking barn fire. <laughs> Love All you, right. Brad. All right. We, uh, we miss you, Brad. And Reed, thank you. You're the greatest to come on here in like last second. I tell you. I do what I can. All right. Peace out, everybody. Peace. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.